0: Hey, what's good, Levels listeners, this is Chris. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Three Keys Coffee. Three Keys Coffee is a multi-sensory craft coffee roastery. Each of their jazz-inspired roasts has a corresponding playlist, beautifully curated for you to buy it with at any time of the day. My current favorite roast are the Brazil Bossa Nova, which has a heavy-body dark roast profile, and I just love that 33 and the third, which I love saying. That has a semi-floral and light roast aroma, you can order these roasts as well as others in whole bean, medium grind, or a coarse grind option. Uh, also, what I love about this company is their approachability. And what I mean by that is for someone who has been drinking coffee since maybe half their life, I love and enjoy it. I don't know that much about coffee, and I didn't feel like I had to be like a coffee aficionado to uh, partake in their product. Um, The coffee, the playlist, the vibrant packaging design, they all evoke this feeling of being present in those initial recording sessions of some of the jazz artists featured in the playlist, which you need to check out that 33 and the third playlist is lit. You can find the playlist, order coffee, gift cards, and merchandise at threekeyscoffee.com. Spelled out, that looks like T-H-R-E-E-K-E-Y-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. You could also check them out on Instagram, and they are at Three Keys Coffee. And that is all spelled out. Let's jump into the show. You ready? Let's get it. What's up, Rue? Uh, before we say what's up, I just want to kind of point out there might things might sound different for the listeners because Rue and I are social distancing and <laughs> we are recording the show through uh, Zoom and I'm on a microphone and Rue is using his computer mic. So just you're going to notice a difference in, in sound. Definitely. But uh, anyways, what is I going might, on? I might get myself a mic. You gotta get you a mic, bro. We're gonna to, yeah. We're gonna have to level you up. Yeah, for real. I got the Send mic. The link. I got the mic. You just need a um an interface. If you get an interface, oh. I get you a mic. And right now, those are show. Those are sold out right now. Um, boom. what? Yeah, I was actually doing some research and looking, because I have a friend who is uh, thinking about starting her own podcast, and I was kind of putting together different information, like stuff that she needs, just kind of like a quick starter kit, and Mm -hmm. uh, nobody really has interfaces, because a lot of people are taking this time to record podcasts. Um, Really? Yes, 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 but my name is Chris Ward, aka the Dad, aka... I'm at AF right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And this is your
1: boy Rudolph, aka Rudy G. Um, I won't do another AKA because I haven't been uh, have traveling since <laughs> so too much. Yeah, so, uh... <laughs> you you
0: you can't get you you definitely don't have worldwide rue right now because yeah ain't nobody traveling (laughs) right now really yeah Uh, for real for real what's what's gucci brother how you been man
1: it's been it's been a heck of a past uh past week um this week this week has already been crazy man i feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a a long day um it has been a long day i feel like it's it's not not over yet yeah but uh very very productive month in business um um, on the personal side, um, it's been, it's been busy, busy as ever with the new puppy we got, hmm. got a nice little pit bull puppy. I'm not sure if I, uh, made, uh, I guess announced that on record I think uh, you did. as of yet, but, uh, just in case, um, it's been a handful with the, with the little pup, hmm. but it's been, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been good. It's been keeping us on our toes.
0: That is what's up.
1: Oh, yeah. Who about you, bro? How's everything going? Um, you said you're mad, mad uh, AF. Uh, I know you kind of got into it off uh <laughs> Pre-show. <laughs> pre-show. That was a pre-show conversation um, right
0: there. Man, I wasted a lot of my time today on the phone mm. with some folks. I'm not going to say any names. I shouldn't say names just to be petty, but I'm not. <laughs> um and I just feel like I, I'm pretty sure covid is affecting it but i just you know i think about like if you think about for you and i and other people who are self-employed entrepreneurs you have the you can create the time to like make phone calls but man i probably spent a good solid close to four hours on Mm -hmm. phones calling several different companies about several different things to take care of and if i was not self-employed I don't think I would have the time to do that and by the time Mm -hmm. I get it would have would have been getting off work likely they'll be closed but I don't know man it I'm just frustrated or I was frustrated still still am frustrated about uh just just kind of like it's like that meme from, I don't know if anybody's seen that Spider-Man meme where it's a bunch of different (laughs) Spider-Mans all all pointing at each other. That's kind of been my day where it's just like, well, that, that company needs to do that. And you call that company and they are like, well, they're supposed to do that. And then you call (laughs) that company and they're like, well, this government entity is supposed to do that. You call this government entity is like, it has nothing to do with us. And it's just like, listen guys, I'm trying to get this, this, this issue rectified and some information and, um, it's just frustrating, man. Like, mm. um, you know, I I come from kind of a, a understanding that unless you are uh, squeaking, you're not gonna get greased. And so, right. if you don't take squeaking that time, wheel always gets the wheel. Yeah. I mean, gets the just the oil. Right. So, I just kind of that's what I do in my profession to a certain extent. Like, as you just run things to ground and. You know it ain't it ain't these situations where like i left a message and i left the email Just like no i'm gonna call and it, it's like borderline being a pest but mm-hmm. when you need the information you need the information and right. if you need you need it like the only way i can convey the urgency of me needing such thing is to like be a pest and mm-hmm. be on hold forever and you know <sighs> So, it's just a pain in butt. So, that's kind of why I'm um, mad AF. Um, there's other things. But outside of that, uh, thankfully, thankful just to be still kicking, man. Um, you know, we're – I don't even know where we are in terms of, like, you know, the, the pandemic. Are we, like, a whole four months into it? I, I don't – I just stopped counting, but <laughs> – <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess it's just about like the whole four months and two, which is kind of crazy to even think about it like that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I've said this before, I probably said, I know I've said it off air or off the pack podcast, the pad, padcast, podcast, podcast, <laughs> <kiss>. I know <laughs> I've said it off the podcast, but I mean, people are just conditioned to really... Still be living a normal ass life in an abnormal situation, and that's
1: that's one of the craziest parts, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, so yeah, man, that's that's kind of about sums it up for me. But, um, mm. I guess, do you like, feel like,
1: r- real quick, do you feel like it is, uh, we are past that point when you can use, um, I guess, not, not I guess, when like uh, people or businesses use the pandemic as an excuse?
0: Mm, I don't know. I mean, that's a really good question. I think everybody... Well, let me rephrase
1: that. Uh, Use that that excuse for bad customer service.
0: Mm, That's a really good question. Um, I mean, I feel like if you have a situation, you have a situation. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know... People are people in businesses and, and you know, employees and everyone alike, everyone is still somewhat adapting to the new normal, so to speak. And so, there is, I think, a latency in terms of, you know, communication. Like, uh, things aren't happening as fast as they should be. You know, like, case in point, I sent out some checks in the mail like last tuesday i dropped them off in the office um like outgoing box and like those people who are expecting those checks still have not received them and it's tuesday today so normally Mm. like you send anything in austin is like two three days and so easy um you know covid is certainly making things slower and i i guess to answer your question like i I think you still can to a certain extent, but I think there are gonna be some people who really take advantage of it and use it mm. to their benefit um you know, <clears throat> I think it kind of makes sense not saying <laughs> advocating and i'm not I've not done that, but you know there that's the reality like people's lives right. have changed, and I think the working landscape has changed so um
1: I mean that that I completely understand, but I feel like it. Um, uh, we, like we've been through four months. I feel like like these companies could have adjusted by by now. You know, like, like I, I think I think I told you earlier. Like I was on I was on hold for um, over an hour on hold um, while I was driving around, mm-hmm. and once I finally got uh, someone online, they said, "Oh, wrong department." Um, <laughs> and <laughs> same and like they're like oh i don't know the answer to that question i think you have the wrong department yeah. and they tried to transfer transfer me and then they accidentally hung up i guess and i'm just like i've been on hold for an over an now i'm not gonna do that all over again you know what i mean
0: right yeah i don't know man my experience today like i felt like i was dealing with people who really didn't know what they were doing, and mm. that could be a combination of them just not knowing what they're doing, or they could be new. Um, but I don't know, man. It, I, I, I mean, it's kind of for, it, like, it, it's like it's like it makes things frustrating when you're trying to be
1: uh, urgent with things, right? you try- and it's just like, man, this makes things frustrating because I'm dealing with someone who doesn't understand, and that I guess most time when we are urgent with things, we we don't really have the patience to deal with the the new person or a person who doesn't understand what they're doing, you know? Mm, Yeah. I I definitely get that.
0: So no, that's a really good question though. I mean, I would, you know, listeners try to answer that question. Like, do you think, um, do you think people are kind of by this time should, should be adapted to what's going on or do they still have the right to kind of, use you know the pandemic as an excuse per per se um
1: yeah especially like these larger larger companies who just may 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 just have these bad uh uh, bad service times or service uh, situations when i feel like they should be doubling down right now and ramping up to get better service for you know what's going on
0: but well i I will say everybody who i I talked to man i think i talked to like maybe let me count real quick like literally seven or eight different people that is no exaggeration between you know a few different that whole situation yeah Yeah. and um (laughs) like out of all those all those people they were all working from home you know? Um, so I don't know. I think things are a slightly delayed and mm. I don't know. I think, you know, maybe we have to adjust to that in terms of us just operating how we operate. But I know if I'm getting asked questions, like I'm definitely trying to get people answers as quickly as possible. And, mm. you know, I, I think maybe, you know, I do assume that people are going to do the same, and po- that's possibly the issue, the, the issue right? Yeah. Like, whereas, I don't know, people are just at home. Like, man, I talked to one guy, dude, and I thought he was high, for real. Like, <laughs> I was about to be like, so what are you smoking on over there, big dog? <laughs> 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 like, I had to repeat the same thing three times. and Oh, man. And, and it's just like... <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm using my corporate voice right now. Like I know you hear me, sir. <laughs> right, uh, right. But anyways, oh, man. um, jumping into the show. Uh, yeah. You know, we've I think it's been a, a hot minute since we have put out an episode, and um, you can blame me for that. I'll take the blame on that one. Um,
1: I mean, I feel like both of us uh, <laughs> put one finger, at both of us.
0: Yeah, uh, sure. but it, I think since since our last episode, right now, was kind of, um, and I don't know if y'all noticed, we 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 we've definitely changed the the format a little bit. Yeah, it's just um, slightly, slightly different. Um, we'll like to get some feedback on that. Don't call me, like shoot <laughs> me a. <laughs> no, you can call me. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's more inside a joke at this point. If you're a new listener. I'm saying that because we have people who love us dearly, who comment and they send us stuff in text messages and in phone calls. Like, but not commenting <laughs> on, the, uh, on the show at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, um, so right now, like, uh, buying black is, you know, it's, it's the, it's the new thing. It's the wave. It's the wave yeah. for sure. And, Uh, you know, we, we don't want to spend too much time on this topic because we we do have a really good, um, episode or not episode, but just a segment, you know, talking with T.O. and Kinzel. Right. Um, So. to be hot. Yeah. We just kind of want to touch on this, but, um, you know, I kind of question like, why now, you know, and this is something that we asked, I think in the last episode, like, why are we, why are people, all of a sudden just, like, saying, like, hey, we need to do this. And I think is mm-hmm. like, a very critical point. You know, we're at a critical point, and then um it makes a critical point to do that. But, you know, it's not like a bunch of black folks just started businesses yesterday, right? Right, um, right. People have been in business for years now. Yeah, and I'm not – I always just, man, if, if you know me, I just, I question a lot of things and Mm -hmm. I'm always searching for true intent and everything. Um, it's just kind of like what I do. Um, and so, you know, you know, for a lot of the businesses, there's a lot of huge corporations who have, um, really, you know, come out and they've supported, you know, the black lives matter and, You know, at one point and still is, uh to a certain demographic, like, you know, there's I'm using quotes here, but Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group, quote unquote. Um, but now, you know, you see it's being painted in the streets and companies are saying, you know, you know, black lives do matter. All very Mm -hmm. necessary. Um but in terms of the business aspects, like it's just really I don't know. Like I'm super curious, like why now and why is it becoming a wave? Um, and I kind of want to just touch base for me personally, like on like my own experience. Um, I don't know if you, Ru, Ru, if you um, checked out killer Mike's new show on Netflix, it's called uh trigger warning. And mm, I, I
1: haven't seen it yet. It's
0: actually really good. I know about I, it. I watched a few episodes. The first episode was re- very, Uh, eye-opening, for lack of a better term. Um, He spent the entire episode uh, trying to uh, live, I think it was like either a week or two weeks, by only consuming black products, anything that's produced by black-owned companies. And it was pretty interesting because he was driving. He had to get from Atlanta to Decatur for a show, and so he chartered chartered a bus owned by a black um, uh, a black man. Or, you mm-hmm. know, he was limited to like the food that he could eat in certain places because there were no black restaurants. Um, he he couldn't smoke any weed because he was like, you <laughs> know, well, I know I who I get it from, but. I know they're not growing it. So I, mm. the whole week he couldn't smoke. Uh, he actually stayed on a park bench one, one night because there were no black owned hotels. And it just, it was one of these things where you just kind of look at it like, man, like how much am I actually really trying to go out and seek, you know, and support. Yeah. seeking right. support. And, I think we we kind of touched on this. Like I feel like we touched on this on that episode when we sw- we talked with Darren, and you know, kind of supporting. And then there's this this whole idea of like, you know, oh I'm black and you're black. Like, what's up with the hookup? You know, right, <laughs> right, right. And it's like, is that Those... re- is that really truly supporting? You know, mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah. So that yeah. I. I like, who
0: are you really, I guess, who are you really helping if you're getting this discounted rate? You know what I mean? Right, right. It's helping you out. So, um, you know, that's just kind of like some of the thoughts that I've been having. Um, and this is not, trust me, this is not coming from a place where I'm just like, wah, 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 like nobody's supporting me. I don't, I don't really, my businesses that I have, like, I don't, one of them like there's not much you can really talk about anyway, just because I'm like more of a business to business. And there's, I don't know, there's not much you can do for me in that aspect. Um, so this is just more kind of, I don't know, calling a spade a spade. Like mm. this is kind of what I'm seeing. Um, and I'm coming from a place where even I had to check myself on that as well, where like, what does it hurt right here. Like, even if I don't buy any of their product like what does it hurt for me to share their their profile on my facebook or my you know my ig stories like what does that hurt you know was it hurt for me to give them a recommendation i mean all that stuff is vital send over a referral Yeah. yeah and it may not it may not be revenue for that company right now that second but i think it will you know potentially produce that, and exactly you know, I, I think, feel like I feel like something like that like progresses over time, yeah, so I don't know i I think right now, like for like i I just learned like in the last episode that we did, like that we only make up thirteen percent of the entire population of the United States, like that is not a lot of people, and then when you look at the percentages of black own companies. Like that number is probably a lot smaller. Um, right. and I think as much, and this is not a situation where we're saying, Hey, just support black companies. Like it, I think support small companies, um, mm-hmm. in general, you know,
1: especially like given, um, given, I guess the climate of things with the coronavirus, I feel like it's, it's very important to support small businesses. Cause this is the time when a lot of small businesses need the support the most. Right. Uh, I mean, a, a, like we're seeing a lot of businesses close doors because of, right. Uh, because of this situation. And um, <laughs> if, 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 that, if that's the case, then, I mean, that, that just causes these big
0: um, conglomerates to, to take over. Mm, yeah. 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 And, and those <laughs> big companies, I think, when you spend your money with a smaller business, I think, that money, that dollar go, goes a, a lot further um, than it would with a larger company. Because um, if you look at, like, a larger company like Target, you know, mm-hmm. Target has numerous stores. I mean, just with where I live, like, there's probably four Targets all within, like, a 15-mile radius. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, And so they have exposure just by proximity to, you know, where they are. So people see them. And, you know, if I don't go in there and buy my little three items and spend $100 that particular day, it's not really going to hurt them all that much. Like, they need the revenue, but I think it's going to benefit a small company and more specifically a small black-owned company. Um, These the money, um, I mean, you always hear about following the money, right? Like that, that, that money goes to help them, uh, scale their business. I mean, they're supporting families, they're supporting visions and dreams and different things. And, um, we're so eager to do that for a company like Amazon, you know, Mm -hmm. my man Bezos just made what, (laughs) 13 billion <laughs> I, yeah no I, I did see that the other day actually so you know I, and, I, and and that's the thing is like amazon is a really amazing product like it's an mi- amazing service right oh, for and sure i get that and you want to pay for those luxuries but is it like should we be maybe enter a, a place where like maybe one day out of the week and that was the one of the questions that Qu- killer mike asked closing on the show like you know maybe like i get that you know i can't go buy a car that's made by a black automaker but like Mm -hmm. you know i could potentially go find a bike maker you know or Mm. i could maybe try to one day out of the week i'm gonna go make it like you know fridays we go and eat black you know what i'm saying like Right. right something like that um, because it's
1: actually like a smooth idea for sure.
0: Yeah. Cause I think traditionally, like that's just not there. And like, again, or I wouldn't say again, but I, I do, you know, don't at me and don't say like, well, there's bad, you know, there's bad businesses. Like there's bad businesses across the spectrum, no matter, exactly. who, you know, the color. Right. And so we're not saying like, I think give people opportunities, give people shots, um, you know, I, I think also too, like, and I've done this, tell me if you've done this before, Ru, like there's this new business opened up and it's a new restaurant and then you go in the food's not that, that good and you just completely write them off. Like, nah, I'm straight. Like I'm guilty of that myself. And, you know, now that I'm in, so, and one of my businesses, like we're approaching two years in December and so if I look at my business in human terms, like my business is an infant, you know, it's 2 years sure. old whereas like their businesses have been like around 15 20 years and like they have so many more they have so much more knowledge just through life mm-hmm. experience if you look at it yeah. like in human levels and so I think it's important for us to just be patient with folks, you know, maybe give them some chance, you know, we we still send our pay money to people who do us wrong. I mean that is mm. potentially that's like my experience today is like the people who I were talking to like they're really good about demanding the money that they need to get in terms of bills, right? Thanks. <laughs> and this is not like I'm not behind on any bills. It's just this phone situation that I could get settled and then uh insurance situation. And but when you try to get information from them like it's like, uh, we I don't know, but it's like <laughs> you know how to collect that money though, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, that so, front end, that front end is running smooth, right, right. Like yeah, that's the the smoothest. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I would just say like you know, give be patient with people, be be patient with like businesses, um, right. Understanding like nobody is, you know, born with all everything and they're trying to figure it out and i think we just kind of need to give them some sort of grace period like i think we need to be more demanding gracious of no more gracious of of company you know smaller newer businesses but in like more demanding of companies that have been around like they've been doing it mm. like they systematize the hell of out of everything that they've done and so it's just like True. I'm about to be a Karen about stuff. Like I want to talk to (laughs) the, like I want to talk to the manager. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, understood. Understood. No, but no, I feel like I'm I'm sitting here talking way too much. Forgive me. You got me. You're just sitting here. Let me go. I was just letting you get it out, bro. Like <laughs> I gotta get these shots out because like I'm on one today. I'm not even satisfied. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, like I I think it's super important to definitely, uh, you know, um, support black owned and support and small, small businesses business. for sure. Um, what's your your whole take on everything?
1: I mean, for for me, ultimately, just for um, I guess now that, um, how should I say this? Um, I, I, and I don't I don't want to make this seem negative, but I feel like you know, right now, black is a trend. Mm.
0: Like it's just trending it, bro. right now. Speak to, I speak your call, let's call it out. Like yeah, like, like and I feel like
1: feel like since black is a trend right now, that's what's trending. That's why a lot of the the buy black movement is coming about, but I'm not hating on it because I mean I'm also a small b- b- small business owner, mm-hmm. um, black owned business owner. But at the same time, I, I don't feel like it should be a trend. I feel like that should be the norm. That should, that should be the norm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But I mean, you, you know, I never know. Like this may be the start of a new norm. Just yeah. like with, with coronavirus, this might be a start of a new norm for mm. us in, in that regard as well. Um. But I feel like with Corona on top of the, the, um, black trend, I feel like that is more of a reason to support the, the, um, the, the black, um, business owners or black, small business owners, because of the fact that they're, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I really can't name, can't name too many large, um, black owned businesses besides for like, you know, I think about BET. That's really mm, what I think about. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, uh, but besides that, like I don't, I'm not, I, I don't really know any large business owners who who are, who who are black. So I feel hmm. like supporting small business and supporting black-owned businesses, I mean, or support, supporting black-owned business, uh, therefore supports these small business communities. Yeah.
0: And I, I don't know if we mentioned this on the show, but I, if I'm not mistaken, the IRS, they the definition of a small business according to the IRS is a business that has five hundred or less employees. Mm-hmm. Five hundred mm-hmm. is a lot of freaking people. I mean that's that's like, a lot of people. That's like certain that's I think there's some schools in Detroit, like their high school graduating class was like four or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a lot of people, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a small it's a small town right there. It's mm-hmm. like a little community.
0: Right. So they're saying like that's a small business whereas like, you know, there's people, there's businesses where it's like literally one per people, one person or one person, ten people. Yeah, um, like to me, and I, I, think we would all view that as a small business. And they're like, no, it's 100%. like five hundred less because. And I don't know, man. Like even just that, which is that's. I don't want to go on a tangent on that, but like you look at with companies who receive you know uh the ppp ppp yeah like you know like they were big like multi-million dollar <laughs> yes. like co- companies and so i don't know i'd be questioning that like what's that about what's it right. really, really about
1: right and then yeah that's a whole I, I, I like we can go to a whole new tangent on yeah. that one because i mean I, I i felt some type of way when i when i was researching and hearing about different businesses who I, I mean i guess are technically considered small but they're pretty um, they do multi-million dollars in business you know, mm. uh, year over year so right it's like mm, it's like i don't know if that's really, <laughs> really consider as small you know what i mean right but, right
0: yeah it's, it's something else but uh i guess before we get into our interview and, and yes kind of just closing out these this conversation um you know I, I guess continue the question why now I mean mm. we don't have I don't have the answer for that question yeah. um I think I it's either. very timely but uh I think it's good to question that and also um you know try to make it a point to support black businesses and small sure. businesses and go out there if you're gonna spend the money like obviously this is we are in tough times and you know, it, it's very natural for people to hold on money, hold on to money. But if you're going to spend it, you know, you're going to spend it on food. You're going to spend it on, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of normal necessities, like challenge yourself to spend it with, you know, a small or black and or black owned company. And yeah. like um, Why, why not?
1: That's, that's another question. Like why, why not um, uh, support those uh, black owned businesses? O show That's something else to think about
0: well you got anything else before we get into the next segment with uh tio and and, and Kenzel? i don't man I, i'm fired up to to fired up to, to talk to him yeah I let's do this i think it's gonna be good let's get into it all right so our next guest recently launched their business in a specialty coffee market which is slated to become a 83.5 billion dollar industry by 2025 um For those uh, who don't know, the specialty coffee market is considered third wave. Um, First wave coffee would be kind of the household staples, Folgers, Maxwell, all that good stuff. Second wave would be um, the Starbucks of the world. Um, And third wave would be your specialty folks like Three Keys Coffee. We have T.O. and Kenzo Fallon from Houston. What up, though? Welcome. Welcome. What up? What up? How y'all doing?
2: Doing all right.
0: Welcome. Welcome.
3: Good, 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 well, Welcome. and I would even say, like, man, um, you know, you mentioned third wave. Like, I kind of consider consider us as like new wave. New wave, okay.
4: Mm. like
3: something new. Like, uh, unpack a, a that. Fresh. Let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I, I consider it new wave because, you know, for the last few years, um, especially coffee scene has kind of, you know, um, uh, kind of anchored around certain themes um, and certain looks, certain styles and certain feels. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, for us, we wanted to introduce a fresh take on specialty coffee, but also make it more sort of approachable and inclusive. Um, And so that's why I think we're kind of on that tail end of that third wave kind Mm -hmm. of approach and like creating our own lane or a fresh lane and calling it the new wave. Mm -hmm. um and that's even i mean you can look at one of our roasts which is the bossa nova Mm
4: -hmm.
3: uh, portuguese that's literally you know translates loosely translates to to new wave man so it's a new wave new fresh approach on on coffee um also drawing from you know our our history and the, the drawing from like the first wave um sort of uh profiles that resonate with most people um and then paying homage or, or actually paying respects to like that second wave, because Mm. you know what, I respect what Starbucks does and I respect, you know, how they, um, how they enabled a new generation of consumers. Mm. Um, so that kind of was like, uh, that, that allow people their kind of first step into like the premium coffee direction and then kind of, you know, third wave built, built on that. But Mm -hmm. you'll find some third wave people kind of turn their nose up at Starbucks and like, you know, kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. throw, throw a little shade that way. And whereas like me, man, and me and Kenzel, like, we are just kind of, we're trying to embrace a new approach to, you know, let's introduce people to like quality coffee, you know, Mm -hmm. and introduce people to like, you know, a different experience. Um, but it's also not knocking or not throwing shade to, to any, anybody else's way of doing it.
4: Um,
3: yeah. so yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do.
0: I like that. That's, that's, yeah, that's smooth. That is smooth. That is Um, so before we get into some of the, you know, kind of coffee and business talk, you know, Rue and I, we both know y'all, um, <laughs> y'all are some good folks. We, uh, and, and you know, I, I mentioned this before to y'all, like we, Catherine and I, we admire y'all, you know, especially being young you know, couples, married couples, we don't have too many married couple friends, but for, right. you know, our listeners, um, you know, what can y'all tell us just, you know, the quick kind of elevator pitch about yourself, like, you know, where y'all from, where did you go to, you know, college and all that good stuff. And how'd you end up where you're at and doing what you're doing?
2: Um,
0: so,
3: uh, for those listening, my name is uh, T.O. Fallon, uh, I am originally from uh, Decatur, Georgia, uh, which is just outside of Atlanta. Um, I went to uh, Florida a for undergrad, um, have a I marched in the band, you know, for two years um, with the Marching 100, so, you know, kind of come from a musical background, played trumpet for about 15 years, basically, nice. um, until I had to kind of focus on like my engineering degree and actually, uh you know focus on uh, making it out of college
4: <laughs>
3: the gpa and stuff um so anyhow yeah i um, went to florida and then went to a uh, grad school school in uh, michigan uh university of michigan go blue um, for my
0: master's yeah thank you thank you guys will give me a side eye over here um
3: and after a uh, Michigan man moved down to Houston uh, to take a job in the oil and gas industry, um, been, uh, working as an engineer, uh, you know, professionally in oil and gas for about, um, 10, 11 years. Um, and been roasting coffee for about two. Nice. Um, so, um, the three keys experience is something that we introduced this year. Um, uh, but I've been kind of working in, behind the scenes in the background, you know, for the last couple of years, trying to, uh, materialize this whole concept and, you know, the whole, you know, roasting aspect. So that's a little bit about me. What about you, Kenzel?
2: Uh, I am Kenzel Fallon. I am originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, went to college <laughs> in North Carolina at Duke, um, lived in Philly for a couple of years. Um, met tio on one fateful weekend in New York. <laughs> we happened to be there at the same time, but, um, yeah, I ended up moving to Houston about 10 years ago, yeah, um, and got my MBA down here at Rice. Um, so I, uh, my day job working professionally is um, in corporate risk management for um, in the banking industry. So that is where I spend most of my days. Three Keys is where I spend my nights and weekends. Mm. <laughs> I like
0: that.
1: I like that. So, so uh, r- real quick in New York. Bring me back to New York. Who who approached who? <laughs> I
4: think I set well, we, the
1: whole thing up, right? Like, you
3: know, kind of the whole meetup. Like, I, like, you know, kind of met her through, or this is, and, like, kind of add in a Facebook, like, folks who are on Facebook. Right.
0: See Black people. family? And, like, Black
3: family? That?
4: <laughs> friend her. And then, like, <laughs> that,
2: we kind of like, no one uses anymore, <laughs> like, but we were on, mm. like, the Google Gmail chat, but, yeah. um, yeah interesting story so where we met we actually have those gps coordinates tattooed on us on our ribs that's awesome so, uh-huh. man that's legit uh-huh. the latitude he has a longitude or something Oh, that's legit like that.
0: i did not that. know that oh, oh. how long you ha- how long y'all had that
2: when did we get
0: those? It was before the kids, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I
3: would say, I'll just we'll speak in terms of circa. Right. Circa.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, circa everything is, 20... is like before kids or after kids. That's how, yeah. after kids, everything yeah. is a blur. And right, I'm, right. I'm like, yeah, I just know it was before kids. Yeah, <laughs>
3: it's probably like circa 2013, circa yeah. 2014, something like
1: that. Yeah. Man, that is like, I I like, that's very creative right there. That I, I really like that. Who Who thought about that one?
3: Um,
2: I think, I think it was her because it idea. was her first
1: tattoo. Yeah,
2: yeah. and oh. I wanted to be something I didn't want to get something cheesy, I didn't want to get something like frivolous. Like, I was like, All right, it's gotta be meaningful. And he wanted to get like a couple tattoo, right? I, like, eh. I mean, like, what should we do? And then I was like, All right, what about that place that we met? It was this bar called Kettle of Fish. And I was like, you know, that might that bar might not last, but like we can find Natural the GPS quarters, coordinates yeah. of that. Mm of the bar and then you know that'll always stay the
0: same i right. might have to steal that i like that a lot. Man, for real <laughs> that's what i'm thinking over here man yeah.
1: that's smooth i like that so so how, like real quick i mean we can we can go into on going into how how you put put that together
3: um like the the actual attack or the concept or yeah oh what's up what's up so um <laughs> So yeah, the concept, you, you know, the the location was uh, Kettle of Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, the the cross streets are Seventh and Christopher.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: you type that into um, you know Google Maps, and you know Google Maps can spit you spit out the uh, actual latitude and longitudinal coordinates. And so mm-hmm. yeah, you put that and you basically transcribe that on, on to our I nice. our yeah. And so that was, that was kind of my idea, like the left rib concept. And the, like,
2: the rib thing with the,
1: you know, I like, I like it. Oh, that's good. It's like my rib, right? Oh, that's, oh, that's smooth. That is smooth. I like that a lot. So, um, uh, when y'all, when y'all met in New York, you said you, you coordinated that whole thing?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of vague memories, but, yeah. um, uh,
2: basically Lots you know alcohol, yeah <laughs> it's, it's like we're
3: in early 20s you know I had friends there she had friends there right. you know we have been talking like chatting it up uh before then and it was like kind of basically like a yo I'm being be in New York hit mm-hmm. me up you know because like, she was in Philly so she traveled up that weekend um and so we we're kind of you know kind of figuring out where the other person was and like I think she might've came and met up with me. Yeah. I was at that bar and then I was like, okay, mm-hmm.
2: well I'll come with a friend and you know, yeah. and,
3: and then you know. I end up like, just kind of like sticking around with her. Like the whole, that rest of that day, right. like just yeah. Yeah. My, my yeah. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of my people. Like yeah.
0: Sometimes yeah. It y'all be. just leave me be y'all just leave me. I'm be, I'm be all right. <laughs> Sometimes it be like that. So I, I got a question. So, um, I know you know y'all my time knowing y'all know y'all through a mutual friend um you know y'all just always kind of been you know grinding, and hustling doing y'all things just taking care of just taking care of business um how did y'all even get to the path of you know specialty coffee like how did that come about I you backgrounds
2: it was like a merging of a few of our own personal special interests so Tio was always a, a big coffee drinker. I wasn't really huge on it. I would do like your maybe your like Frappuccinos at Starbucks or something like that. So it kind of started with like, you know, drinking some things at Starbucks. He's always like a I need the next thing. I need like, you know, to go further, go deeper with something. And so let me, let me
3: challenge my my palate. Right. So he's
2: like, you know, he got into more looking into some of the, the more craft and specialty coffee, like going to coffee shops, like yeah. realizing you can get a better cup of coffee so again Mm. as a consumer i would say simultaneously while this is happening because we're huge travel enthusiasts and Mm -hmm. and love to travel globally and so when we would go to different countries you know what we would say well hey let's check out it was you know we go to places that were coffee producing regions and so we look at some sort of coffee farm or do some sort of coffee tour bringing Um, back
3: origin coffee you know like that was kind of a concept that was new to us like oh there's like origins like you can actually
2: have a you know
3: singular Mm -hmm. you know origin of of the coffee and
1: um interesting
2: yeah um learning more about the history of coffee so that was another thing when we realized the history of coffee having its roots in africa or um originating from ethiopia you started to realize just the black history connected with Mm.
4: coffee
2: that was also something that that we were really um like passionate about and and wanting to learn more about so all of that kind of blended together to, to, to develop the baseline for the interest. Right. And Mm -hmm. so then again, with Tio kind of taking it one step further, um, (laughs) I think it, it actually had started, he was talking with a couple of folks about maybe having a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were working through some of those ideas. It didn't end up coming into um, fruition, but um, in the process, he started learning more about the whole coffee value chain and getting it from the farm to, importing and exporting and, you know, all the way down to the consumer. And so became intrigued by the roasting part of it. Mm. So then you started doing some home roasting. Yeah.
3: Um, started doing some home roasting, taking like roasting classes, um, you know, researching, um, you know, different types of roasters. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, just kind of, uh, created a concept around that, like uh, basically a business plan around like, man, if I wanted to do like roasting, you know, what would that look like? Um, you know, whether the risk associated with it, Mm. what are some of the advantages and and potential, uh, with roasting that I could leverage. And and so, um, yeah, um, talk
0: about that. I'm sorry. Talk about that, that concept, you know, what is, what is three keys talk? You, you mentioned concept in the beginning and you mentioned it again, now Let's you know, let's dive into that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, man. Three keys is basically um, a convergence of like, like life, my life experiences, mm-hmm. um, my, my experiences in music, um, the influences of, of, of people that have been super supportive of me and like in particular, my grandfather um, and also the, the coffee, you know, and the, 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 what I see is like a creative expressionism mm. of it, you know what I'm saying? And like so it. Um, it, yeah, all of that kind of melded into like a, you know, this, this three keys coffee concept. Um, and so and so, yeah, man, um, just kind of took that idea and made several iterations of it. Like kind of started as one thing and kind of one look and one feel to it that I wasn't really quite, you know, I, I liked it, you know, it was kind of cool for like a home roaster look, but like, how can I make this more sort of, a, uh, you know, uh, uh bigger feeling? you know, for mm. a larger platform, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And, um, more so factors. started doing some research into like, man, you know, looking into like, you know, uh, the, pr- the right design team that could help me take this like kind of vision and idea and translate it um, to more of like a commercial uh, scale. Um, so kind of started working with the team of uh, a, a local team here in Houston on the concept um, and yeah, they were able to just really um, do a fantastic job of, I'm able to like, I'm talking to you and, and, and talking about concept to you, like taking yeah. that information and, you know, creating a design that fit, you know, the, the language that I was speaking. Yeah. So, like it really
2: was, it was about being like an intersection of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so being music and and jazz specifically um, visual art. Yeah. So that's where, you know, we wanted the branding to kind of look like works of art yeah. and then of course taste in the coffee. And so um, kind of a, a blend of those three. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I will say, the, um thanks for sending the coffee by the way rue isn't a, a coffee drinker but um i was taken back i did that uh unboxing and like <laughs> that was nice I, I, like immediately yeah. getting the box i was like damn they got like branded like tape like amazon <laughs> like i was yeah. just like already <laughs> sold at that point um it, it really <laughs> like which for me who looks at that those types of things it's It tells me that, okay, like they're looking at every little detail. Every little detail Mm -hmm. means something. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like, let's just put this in the box and just send it out with some clear tape. It's like just, Mm -hmm. you know, taking the time, designing that and actually spending that money, you know, for the tape. Right. Like, and but so I get into it and, you know, open the box. It smells delicious, Um, and then the packaging is, you know, kind of like what y'all are explaining. Like, it just is so vibrant. So I'm here in uh, Louisiana right now recording, and I brought some coffee. Um, We haven't shared it with the family yet, but everybody's (laughs) like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, this packaging is so cool, and it smells so good. And it's like, so uh, for anybody who's listening, like, I would, you know, go check out. We'll give you all websites and all that stuff, and put it in a link. But yeah, like that 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 intersection of just like the visual um Mm -hmm. it really plays into just like the coffee because it it does have this feeling of like vibrancy you know every time i look at it i'm just like before drinking i'm like uh i'm about to get a little buzz. yeah it it, 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 a visual appear
2: playlist yet what's that have you listened to the playlist yeah Yeah.
0: so I, i listened to the 33 and the third playlist um, that's what I listen to yeah, I like that one a lot I actually listened to it I didn't listen to it while I was preparing coffee but I listened to it while I was um, uh, preparing for for the podcast for you know uh, interviewing you guys and I will say you know the thing I'm glad you brought that up the thing about jazz for me um like it's one of these things that I listen to it's kind of like process music like if, I remember when I was like studying in school, this was like I was taking classes and stuff I would um listen to jazz, just have it on the background, or if I'm doing something that just like I need something in the background because it's like this long, tedious task, you know put on some jazz um i which is cool because like that's how I would understand the cof- the the process of 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 making coffee or or brewing or not brewing it, excuse me, but uh roasting it like. You know, it's a huge process, correct? Like, yeah. what, Tell me about uh, it. Tell exactly us about it. it. Yeah, man. Um,
3: So, you know, taking it from actually figuring out which beans you want to select and, and use, um, that in itself is a, a process and could be someone's, you know, full-time job, identifying mm. quality beans and, and mm. establishing those relationships with importers and various suppliers. Um, and so going from that to actually... You know, the QAQC analysis before even roasting, you know, measuring the water content, water activity, um, density of the beans, Mm -hmm. um, and, and using that information to take into account how you want to roast it. Because um,
2: there's a lot of factors, like altitude, like where the bean was grown, like <laughs> how the bean, how the bean got to its form. Like, was it like wet processed or like natural processed, you know, honey like processed? Yeah. There's a whole lot. It's not like you just grab a coffee bean and all coffee beans are the same. Like yeah. it's like the whole process, and so you kind of have to know that bean to then figure out how yeah, you want to.
4: It, so yeah
1: yeah so, exactly um, so so was it a lot of trial and error before that to, to get to that point to know or is it did you kind of do research beforehand to figure it out yeah
3: yes and yeah yes and no like trial and error in terms of like um more so on like how uh, learning how my machine behaved mm. um but then also um dialing in to the right profiles. So it was more trial and error up front, you know, with that. Um, right. Now, more so now, I can, I'm able to kind of have a good idea of like what what my boundaries are or, or like where I want to start and finish um, with the roast. So kind of less of that now. But, you know, in the beginning, man, we burned through a lot of beans mm-hmm. just to,
2: yeah. you know,
3: perfect it. Yeah. And
2: it's about trying it. You wanna try being kind of burnt, you wanna try being like mm. not you know, on, on, yeah. more on the lighter roast side and something mm. more of a bean and see, well, how do I feel
3: about, you know, because yeah. yeah. I mean, the profile can, I mean, what you taste could be drastically different depending on how you roast it, you know, whether it's light or dark, mm-hmm. um, that, that'll, that'll, uh, you know, definitely affect the bean and, and that in, in, mm. um, you know, product.
0: Being that it's three keys and you're, you mentioned being at the, inter, you know, having this intersection of music infused into it. Like, are there any, you know, musical uh, artists, jazz artists or songs that are, you know, kind of influence that process of picking out specific notes? Like, you know, or you just say like, I want to do this, or I feel like I should do this. Like, what's that about?
3: Yeah. I, I think, you know, if, if i understand the question um so influence like first of all like before i roast like usually i'm playing like miles davis Mm. like i'll have like some music Mm. playing i'll kind of get into like a zone right yeah um and so it's kind of like like you said like when you're it's processed music right so you know i I use that to help me kind of focus and dial in Mm. and and kind of um set the tone if you will for how i want to create because i look at this man it's like for me, it's like creation, you know, creating something, I'm crafting something, Mm. I'm putting, you know, uh, a combination of like art and science at play Mm. to, you know, to, 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 I'm putting that into the, into the coffee itself. Mm. Um, So jazz is kind of like a, a a foundation for that, you know, for for that process. And so um, you have that one aspect of it. And then you have this other aspect of it, where You know, we like to use the musical references and adjectives to describe, you know, our coffee's flavor profile. Mm. Um, Bright tones, you know, or bright notes, you know, typically associated with trumpets, Mm -hmm. you know, translate to like, Bright, you know, flavor profiles in the coffee. So, like for instance, with our Honduras coffee, we call that the sweethorn Blues, because you know that reminds us of. Uh, and Rudy, being from New Orleans, could probably relate to this, man. That reminds us of like classic Louis Armstrong, man. Like,
4: oh
3: yeah, probably one of the best trumpet players to ever live. And like, man, listening to like a Louis Armstrong album and like the brightness of that trumpet and like
1: the
3: <laughs> there you go um, Speaking of,
1: i mean like, 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 a lot of people don't don't know about it but like it's like the only cd i still have in my car right now is Armstrong. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy
3: so yeah man that like we we use those references to translate over into like the actual sensory experience that we want you to you know taste with the coffee
4: mm-hmm.
3: um we got 33 and a third which is basically our, our signature roast and it really is like a you know, um, we're trying to provide that classic, you know, coffee experience. Mm. Uh, but with a, a little bit of like, you know, to you know, going back to analogy you and I had talked about earlier, Chris, like, you know, pre podcast, but like, you know, what fresh would
4: yeah.
0: taste like. Mm.
3: Let me share that. Let me let share like that. Me share that. Or whatnot. Like, this is what fresh coffee is, you yeah, know, yeah. and this is like the, the flavor that I expect out of coffee. But like, man, this is actually. I feel like I'm tasting, like you know. Yeah. Um, so, so we're not trying to get too like fancy with thirty three and third. We're trying yeah. to deliver something that people, you know, are are traditionally used to, and so kind of, you know, using that musical reference again. You know, thirty three and third is like an LP. That's the original LP format. Mm-hmm. You're buying, you know. So like, that's our, you know, uh, that's our, uh, uh, kind of our. You know, looking back at, at, at the start, nostalgic. nostalgic I like feeling. that. Yeah. So,
1: so uh, I, I guess you consider that your, your your signature because that was like your your original original uh, uh, roast. We consider uh,
3: we it, actually. I mean, was it our original roast? No. Probably not.
2: No. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just more. It's signature because it's kind of like this amalgamation of just of all the I mean like we do have um, like first of all it's a medium roast so it's something that I mean it's 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 balanced yeah, it's, yeah. it's it has that structured sort of taste profile to it yeah. but it's really I mean even when you look at the playlist like I always tell people like if you're looking at the playlist just start with 33 and a third because it's gonna be the one that um, and combines the best of like a little bit of everything you have some of your classics you have some of those things that'll be palatable for just about anybody so that's why we do call it the signature rose because kind of to a point that Tio made earlier we want the brand to be something that is accessible um to your everyday consumer as well as your connoisseur like Mm. not being exclusive in the sense of like excluding anyone. And so that's kind of how we view thirty-three and a third as being it's almost like um like an omni roast that's like, you know, however you d- decide to brew this this uh this coffee, somebody should be able to find something that they relate to from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was, um, well, I was uh I was I was drinking. drinking there's an echo. What's going on here? All right, that's that's good. Um <laughs> I so y'all sent me I got the thirty three and the third and I think the Bossa Nova and uh, was that right that's i think that's what i got to get. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah so uh, uh to hit me up just, that's just kind of referring to what was speaking about earlier is just asking me like what i thought about it and you know just you know some honest you know feedback and i would consider myself a consumer i'm definitely not a connoisseur of coffee so in terms y'all are using some some terminology that I just don't even (laughs) associate with coffee so I'm just like "Eh, yeah I know what y'all mean (laughs) so when I me trying to articulate that is not a good thing so what I was telling them is like you know there was this I don't being here in Texas like most people hunting fish and so like I went fishing down the coast and we caught like redfish and immediately took it back to the the dock cut it up and like had like you know they threw lime and stuff on it and it was just like the freshest fish tasting fish i ever had in my life and i'm like man this is how fish is supposed to taste and i had that same exact moment drinking the coffee where it's just like man this is like super fresh like like, this this is what i think Mm -hmm. coffee should taste like i can tell you like the different notes i can tell you like i can tell that there's a difference between the two and i like them both um at first I think the 33 was definitely my favorite, but now I found myself drinking the Bossa Nova more. Um, I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't tell you why. But, but you can taste the difference can, between the two. I, I can taste the right. difference between And if you the two.
2: were to have, so you didn't get the Honduras because that's our light roast. Uh, you would be like, this is completely even more different yeah. than mm-hmm. the other two. I mean, they all like, have a very distinct flavor. If yeah. you get two bags of coffee and they taste exactly the same, something went terribly wrong. And that's what we <laughs> make sure. I mean, we taste everything, of course. Um, we that we profile and stuff but yeah it needs like all of our our roasts have their own distinct flavor
3: they're distinctly unique you know um in terms of the flavor profile so we wanted to you know communicate that over as well like so when people come to uh three keys and they're trying the coffee they're getting this experience that like wow like there's some diversity and range between coffee Mm -hmm. just like man, if you're like Mm -hmm. tuba here in the, you know, in your, uh, in the, um, bass cliff I like that. The trumpet here in your treble cliff you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, here's yeah. that, there's
1: two That's too distinct. That. Yeah. I like that. You're so, so how did y'all know, how did, how did y'all know when you got to the, I guess, the right final product, you know? the market drove that man <laughs> um, talk about to it to be quite honest man like
2: yeah I, if it were up to us we'd probably still be roasting and yeah
3: and so um you know it took a lot of like just kind of a. Uh, uh, coaching and urging to like, man, just put it out there and let the people tell you. Let the people yeah. design see. I feel design.
0: like I, I feel like even though you are a, you know, engineer by profession, like you are much more a, a musician at heart. Where. As a musician you're just like man i'm sensitive about my shit like i'm gonna keep crafting on this like and i might let somebody hear.
2: Okay. oh he was like so nervous to get it out to people like he's just like oh i don't know if i'm ready like and we're like well, you gotta get some independent like people so we we had like um you know a couple baristas that we knew because we felt certainly they taste coffee all the time and will tell us you know what what they what they gather from that and if they think it'll be you know good to put out there and we got some really exceptional feedback to the degree that we're like wow is it that good
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) hey man we had a little meeting today with the shop a local shop and when she when she tried that Honduras man she was just like wow
2: yeah she was like that's fantastic And to hear that from a barista who was was like getting coffee all the time, serving coffee all the time, that she was able to hear something. I mean, taste something that like was different than what she's been tasting before. And to provide that, like that feedback, that was, that was really big. So things like that are great um, validations. I think, you know, another thing too, and what I was kind of looking at before this, this started, I always try to look at like the analytics and stuff and we're starting to see arise in a lot of repeat customers, really? which again, is like a, a major sign of, of validation that we're having people coming back. Um, you know, when, when the whole thing kind of started, we had our suspicions, like, is this just a wave of buy black or people just like,
4: mm, you know, mm. supporting
2: the brand because, you know, it's just, it's, it's trendy, right? We're yeah. black owned businesses. But then we started seeing, you know, lots of strangers, people we don't know, Placing repeat orders and upping their order. Maybe they ordered one bag and then this time they're ordering four. And it's mm. like or wow, like
3: ordering okay. for like a friend. Or, or ordering, yeah, ordering, yeah, ordering for
2: friends and sending it to like people. And so those are things that we're like, wow, well, they, they're they really they're really digging this. They're yeah. really liking it. And yeah, yeah maybe Tio could keep staying in the lab and make that <laughs> like, you know, even more perfect or whatever. But like it's Dr.
0: Dre like, up over there.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And I admit, I mean, like you said, like um, you know, as an engineer, as the type of person I am, like I'm still like in the zone of like constantly tweaking and trying to perfect it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, now I've just embraced the fact that I can put it out there and kind of do that those iterations as I go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you'll 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 get the consistency with the profiles, but in the background, I'm like, man, I think I could like make this better. If I like lower my gas setting at this point mm. point during the and like, you know, kind of up my airflow. So I'm like, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it's just a, and that allows me again, like going back to jazz, man, that's like a little bit of that improvisation and that, you know, mm. keep continuing to create and develop and like, you know, kind of push or test limits um, and, and boundaries. That's mm. kind of what I'm doing.
1: That's so, so I, I, I wanted to ask, like, how did you, how did you go about finding your, your, uh, I guess your sources for your beans, like, like your, your maybe strategic partners in that scenario?
3: Yeah. Um, so initially, um, as I was, you know, putting this, you know, plant business plan together, mm-hmm. um, I wanted, uh, to, uh, at least start off with a supply chain that was like reliable, um, convenient and, but also offered like the specialty coffee, um, that I was looking for. So I kind of focused on like Houston based companies, um, and, uh, companies that, uh, stored or had their beans like located in the local Houston, like warehouses. Um, Mm. and so, um, is there a lot of options in Houston? Um, actually, yeah. Like, cause, oh. um, I think Houston's
4: a port city. A
3: port so it's so it like uh, super convenient from that aspect. And then what I found is that even if the company is not based in Houston, they're still storing coffee in Houston to kind of get out to, you know, their, uh, certain regional markets. So that really, um, you know, opened up a lot of opportunity in terms of like selection. Um, but really it, it kind of came down to like, who's the most responsive or like, uh, helped me kind of understand the business a little more and like kind of, uh, helped me develop, you know, um, the, the, the list of offerings that I wanted to roll out in the beginning. And so, um, started working with, a, a person at a, a company called Inter-American Coffee on like curating, you know, my, uh, that initial, uh, that initial, uh, inventory, Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I got my initial set of coffees through them. Um, but now I'm at a point where, you know, we've identified other like strategic, you know, partnerships or, or, or strategic suppliers. And now I'm able to kind of like branch out from that. So like, for Mm -hmm. instance, um, you know, we've, uh, we've been in, uh, talks and in in communications with uh, a company that, um, uh, imports Congolese coffee and they mm. have like a very you know a very um socially responsible mission mm. um i love what they're doing i love their you know um what they stand for and how that money is used and go- goes back to the the communities the local communities in in the congo mm. um and so yeah just here recently i was like yeah man we can do a like a two-year deal like you know i'll get like three bags from you every quarter or mm. what happened um, over the next two years and i'm gonna you know that's gonna be something that we're gonna incorporate into our like kind of cornerstone kind of coffee. You that's know, awesome. We're gonna have, actually, are we getting Rudy, some exclusive man, you'll,
0: you'll, information? Are we getting some exclusive? Yeah, this is kind of exclusive, man. I was actually about to say <laughs> uh, you'll
4: you'll
3: you'll um you'll like this idea, man, because uh, what we're thinking is we're gonna call it Congo Square, mm. Um and we're gonna do like a like second that. line. Style type of playlist oh, to go with it, hey, in. Like, man, hey of, you speak uh, about <laughs> language, brother? Yeah, man? Kind of tap, you know, lean into that history of jazz even more, and and, and centered around like the history, like that again, mm. how coffee is so related. And,
1: mm. and, and I it, like that
3: context behind both, man. So, yeah. so yeah, I man, like you're gonna look out for that here soon. Um, so, w-
1: w- with that being said, it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, does the playlist come first? and it inspires your roast, or is it the roast that inspires the playlist?
2: That's a good question, because, <laughs> um, you know, I can definitely say as we're evaluating each, we're thinking about the other, so it's hard to say what comes, you know, first, one thing I'll say, we have um, one that's coming out soon, we kind of, I think we have it available on the site, technically, but we're doing like a slow launch with it, is RC Mantra, and it's mm. called Demon which is named after the Miles Davis album, Steamin'. Mm. And so, you know, the description that we've said, because, you know, Sumatra coffee, it's a bit earthier. And so, um, and, and also within that oh. region, having like the volcanoes and mm. kind of this feeling of, you know, what kind of bubbling, sultry, mm. all of that. That's what we wanted to make sure was conveyed in the playlist. And then also at the same time, when he's roasting and, like, you know, I'm tasting the coffee, I'm thinking about the playlist. I'm thinking about the description. I'm, like, do all of these, like, align with each other? So Mm -hmm. it's hard to say which comes first, but I can tell you definitely – we evaluate each in the lens of of the other side we evaluate the playlist in the lens of the coffee tasting we evaluate the coffee tasting in the lens of you know the origin and everything so making sure all those come together
3: yeah yeah yeah. it's about coming together like you know i mentioned congo square we already have this idea in mind right this construct in mind of like we want to feature second line bands we want like to feature like new orleans congo square like kind of like the origin point of like you know, jazz mm, or whatever. Right. So now, like, all right, we're bringing in this coffee. And how do we now best, you to like, you know, because
2: yeah, yeah. I'm always like the out like, I'll taste the coffee. And I'm like, I want to feel. So when I taste whatever he comes up with for Congo, I want to feel like I am, like, mm. I don't know, listening to yeah. some mm. New Orleans jazz or, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. that sort of yeah. feeling to come through the cup. <laughs> and that's really how we evaluate.
0: And that's it. what your branding made me feel like. I was just like, I need to, like, I got to, play some jazz while I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> while, I, while I while I through this stuff. Um so Kenzo, I I what's your primary? I, I wouldn't even say primary because that's a dumb question for to ask entrepreneurs because especially with small startups. I mean, we do everything, right? Within the company. I understand yeah. that <laughs> TO is, you know, he's pretty much the 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 main man doing all the um the Breakfast. making of the coffee uh yeah. what's your primary role like what are you uh mostly so, doing because
2: so it's interesting before we be, you know went and have had this business we used to joke that within the family Tio was the CEO mm-hmm. and I was the COO. Mm-hmm. he came up with the ideas and you know kind of led <laughs> where things would go and I was like well how do we do it in the most cost efficient way yeah. and know we're the most important person right there yeah yeah,
0: most important exactly
2: all about the operations part of it and so um that has definitely carried over and so you know inventory planning supply planning you know the fulfillment of orders and you know how we kind of go about that because that it takes a a lot more um coordination than i know TO is willing to put forth it takes (laughs) you know spreadsheets and all of that sort of thing. i getting into numbers and, you know, different scenarios and stuff where it is like, I mean, not to say that he can't, you know, work with an Excel spreadsheet, but it's just, we know where our strengths are. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm definitely more on the operations side of things and business development and trying to reach out and through like social media to, you know, different, different opportunities, but, um yeah, T O Singh is definitely all about the coffee and the research around that. And um he's reading books and reading articles and like making sure that he knows like everything about like his craft. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of um That's
1: key.
2: respect each other's lanes and we dabble over on, on each other's side <laughs> where needed, but without, you know, kind of overstepping. So. you ever get out there and <laughs> roast? I have <laughs> <laughs> talked about it. You know, we're
3: going to have, like, a contingency plan in place.
4: Right. The you, that's stuff, smart.
2: Um, is like, measuring out his batches for him before he yeah. gets <laughs> ready to roast them. Or I might mark where first crack was. And mm. sorry about that terminology. I don't want to, like, be, like, insulting. But basically, like, we No, we're it's not all good.
0: Now, Keep speaking or, of Yeah, rich.
2: like, when the coffee, um is is cooking in a sense or is roasting um and then what is it it's like pushing out yeah kind of it's it's basically this
3: transition point um or uh where the coffee you know you you have like this endothermic reaction for the first you know four or five six minutes of uh roasting and then at some point it all like kind of builds up like the heat pressure Mm. and then it then translates into like an exothermic reaction where like you're basically hitting the vapor pressure of water and it's like the water vapors are
0: like—it's uh, it's like a synergistic climax almost. <laughs> yeah, <so they're> like, <laughs> what? that's, what it, that's what it sounds so like. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so you're hearing this like cracking sound. It's like so it sounds, sounds like, like
2: a popcorny sort of. Mm. Well, not popcorn, mm. but I mean it's like a popping, like
3: cracking sound. Rice Krispies, like you know, you yeah. ever heard like Rice Krispies when you put it yeah, in little yeah, little yeah. milk and then it starts like crackling a little yeah. bit? Yeah, and I hear that sound. Like,
0: coffee I—I actually just. Oh, go ahead. Kurt. No, I, I was just saying, like they were talking about this transition. Like I just uh, found out that coffee beans are actually green, uh, yeah, first and you not a
4: little bluish.
0: Yeah, I never, I didn't, I never knew that. I just always assumed they were like, you know, dark brown or black or whatever.
4: Oh, right?
3: Did not uh, yeah. know that green coffee it starts as either. I mean, it's green or bluish. Natural coffees might have like a yellowish,
4: mm-hmm. you know,
3: tone uh, to them um shoot there's some like anaerobic processes where it's kind of like um
2: and that's a process coffee I mean like we want to get really technical it comes from like a fruit sort of like I mean it is a fruit right yeah it's basically a seed
3: Mm -hmm. it literally is a seed of a fruit Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're stripping all the um what they call mucilage the skin all of that um stripping that away and you're left with this seed and then Um, Like Kenzel mentioned, that's when you go into the processing. How do you process that or, like, allow deferment? And uh, kind of in places like Ethiopia or countries where, you know, water isn't plentiful, you know, Mm. you just have a natural process where you just let it sit out in the sun and dry and bake. Um, uh, In other places, you have, like, a a, you know, kind of water, your wash to a water process, which, uh, you know, you basically um, soak it in a bath. I allow it to ferment that way. Then you take it mm. out and let it dry. So um, yeah, there's a lot and, and those the various processes um, affect the flavor, mm. uh, the flavor profile. So um, you know, um and you know we're intentional about you know that as well when we're like selecting our coffees and how we in turn, you know, use it um, for various uh, types of roasts.
1: So w- with that being said, I got a two part question. because uh, you mentioned a different uh areas so um first question where i guess where where have you been that i guess uh in the the world that um you found your favorite coffee profile um and then the second question is uh, i'm not sure if there's even uh, even such a place but um is there a big place in the industry that people say like oh this is the this is the the Mecca. This is where you get the best coffee in the world, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. No, um, so unfortunately, like, I really wish I could answer the first question because, you know, by saying, yeah, I've also been to Africa. So that's kind of, like, in the works. Like, once this COVID stuff lets up, you know, mm. I think that's kind of on our plate is, like, man, we want to take an origin trip to, like, deep mm. coffee. So mm. um, where we've been, where I've, you know, or coffee regions that, to me, you know, have really good coffee. I would say like um, that we've been to have been like Central America, um, like Colombia. Colombian coffee, like that to me, uh, South Colombia, so Colombian coffee is popular, wildly popular, mm-hmm. wildly and and very consistent because their climate is like like in some areas is like super consistent and they're able to have like two or three harvests a year. Mm. Um, oh. and so it makes it r- readily available. Whereas other places you might only get one harvest a year, but man, it's like high in the mountains, high altitude. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, they have, I mean, the flavor complexity or the flavors are much more complex. So like I mentioned, we mentioned Honduras earlier, Mm -hmm. like,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: man, it's it's really good coffee, you know? (laughs) Um,
2: Guatemala you did an or he did an origin trip to Guatemala. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah, got some really good coffee out of Guatemala. Um, again, uh, like Columbia again is going to be kind of like your you know, um, you know, uh, middle not middle of the road, I don't want to define it (laughs) as that, but you know, if you just had bands and you were trying to stick within like a certain you know, certain bands, that's kind of where Columbia fits. Mm. Um, now your most exotic coffees, um, will come from East Africa, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. like your heirloom coffees are of. You know, uh, of uh, Ethiopian origin. You know, the term Arabica. You know, kind of the root word is Arab. You know, mm. so like you you are you, you, yeah. That's gonna for me. That's where your heirlooms are, and where you're gonna have the most complexity. So along the, that range of like Kenya to Ethiopia to Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda. Um, those, those those coffees are gonna be in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, amazing.
2: Yeah, but it really is. I mean, everybody has a different palate. It's the same. I always try to liken it to wine, Mm -hmm. like the same way, you know, some people like red and some like white and some like dry and some like sweet. I mean, you're going to find that, that flavor complexity in coffee and people are going to find their favorites in Brazil. They're going to find their favorites in, um, you know, Indonesian coffee. They're going to find in Central America. I mean, I think our person, but like you said, I I tend to like East Africans as well, personally speaking, but um. There's no best place for coffee, yeah. and my God, yeah, uh, you'll never hear me say the best coffee is from here. Right, so. right,
1: yeah. So it, it just it just depends on each person's uh, uh, palate. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah actually. That, that makes sense. That's pretty valid.
0: So how how has um just 2020? And the reason why I'm saying 2020 because it's just been a lot going on, a lot of going on. I mean, COVID. We, there's t- tons of stuff. I mean racial unrest uh so many different things but like how has 2020 kind of you know uh, helped with with launching the business or hindered or whatever you know how is that yeah, what was the you? impact
2: there's several several ways that um uh, we've seen an impact from 2020 i think The first that I'll highlight is um, the fact that more people were at home, and so coffee shops were closing, and so people were looking for a way to get their coffee fixed, and then they were brewing more at home. Mm. And so that then opened a bit of a door for us, being that we provide that online retail direct-to-consumer that people can enjoy specialty coffee without needing to be in a cafe. They can replicate it in their homes. Um, I would say another, um, another impact from 2020, again, with like the, you know, like you said, like, um, just everything going on racial conversations being put to the forefront more, um, the bi-Black movement, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of, kind of happening. And, um, and so that allowed us to be, Um, put on platforms that maybe we would not have been on independently or found our way on had it not been for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I think has been great to come out of a lot of these conversations is that we're seeing people more interested in supporting Black-owned businesses. Um, And, you know, we've we've enjoyed a bit of that spotlight as well.
3: And Um, I I think um, also kind of, you know, Kenzel mentioned like 2020, everybody being at home you know, the, the shutdowns or whatnot that affected like, um, just our consumers, but also kind of, I think it benefited us because there's only so much we can do now. Um, yeah. because everything is like travel going out, like every, a lot of things are just very limited. Right. So outside of like working our day jobs, like, you know, with quarantine and all that, the other, only other thing that we outlet we had was like coffee, our business, you know, and roasting and like doing that. So like, it's been beneficial in that regard. You're um, able to
1: devote more of your focus there. Yeah,
3: yeah, makes exactly. Sense.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. And I just, I mean, I've, I appreciate that we were able to create something, especially at a time when, you know, there, there was so much unrest going on. I think that there is no better kind of testament to, like, resiliency and the ability mm-hmm. to drive um under challenging conditions and yeah. i mean starting a business starting a business that um is viable and that people are excited about mm. I mean, so that's been something that we're really proud of
1: i mean because you you can I, I you can use this moment to 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 look back on and be a um uh, I guess a positive impact on other people's lives by your story of of, of of like you say resiliency. I feel like that's huge. That's real big. And and speaking of how are you guys able to manage things with two two young kiddos, two young boys at that? I mean, I like, feel like boys in general. When I look at boys versus girls; girls are more chill, calm, and boys are just like, I, I just want to play and get crazy, right? And yeah,
2: Flip off the couch and you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, one thing I will say is we have found ways to get them involved where That's possible.
0: Awesome. Um, I like that. It's a family and business. So- yeah, we have, a,
2: we have a, our oldest is three, he's almost four, he's at the point where he can understand instructions and everything. And so, you know, <laughs> when we're boxing up coffee, like we've already bagged the coffee, we do that. Um, we may get him to help us with like the boxing. And we've taught him kind of how to look for what certain package. So I'll say, like, give me a Brazil and a Honduras. And he's like, I, he knows the Honduras is the one with the blue circles mm. anyway. So like we, we find mm. ways to get them involved like to try to help us with, with those things. It not only um, helps them to, you know, feel a part of it because it has kind of taken over. It's funny where, you know, Tio will go and coffee or roast coffee. And, um, Zane, our oldest son is like, is daddy making coffee again? Like, (laughs) you know, it has that potential to, um, take away from family and everything, but you know, the way that, so we'll, you know, bring them when we can, um, to help us out with that. And then it also makes it a bit less stressful for us because if you do try to completely compartmentalize everything it's very difficult and you do run the risk of neglecting one or the other and so whatever extent that we can kind of combine all of that yeah everybody happy
3: we're already talking about like you know um you know thinking about a new location and you know building a little playroom in there so (laughs) we can bring them with us and like they can have and they can play in and stuff and um you know can still kind of watch them and be with them
1: that makes sense yeah and and i I kind of understand that because just by how you describe the the action and the uh activity of roasting like like it sounds like i'm just imagining like a a mad scientist in the lab, you know, yeah. and just like, you know, creating and then just like, Oh, don't disturb me. I'm in the, I'm in the lab right now, you know? Right. And I I, I fully okay. understand that. Cause when you're when you're in the zone, you don't want to break that focus. Cause if right. you break that focus, you're like, it's hard to get back to that mindset of where, where you were. Right. But right. I definitely understand
0: that. And I will say one of the cool things about doing, you know, being an entrepreneur, which everybody knows I hate using that word, but I'm somewhat, you've be been using it, it more and more i've been embracing man I've been <laughs> embracing. um it allows so that, it allows that freedom what's alternative what's, word that you self-employed i mean i just, i i feel like uh, i've said this before on the show like entrepreneurs somewhat it's widely used it's just it could just be some kid on you know instagram like i'm an entrepreneur and it's just like <laughs> you know like it just i don't know like it's it's like a, a buzzword that people use yeah. and they're not they're not really doing much and so I didn't really want to be lumped into that but you know right. the things that I have going on doing is like technically speaking I am an entrepreneur and the reason why I'm now adapting that mindset is because outside of what I do for my day business that I run like I'm thinking about doing other things and I want to do other types of businesses and so it's like well you're not just this type of person like so you're technically an entrepreneur but Yeah, I I
1: mean, I mean, about that real quick, I'm sorry, but about that, like, I feel like entrepreneur is not like, you know, what you do It's it's about how you think. Yeah, the
0: the cool thing about it is that you have that freedom and ability to say, like, if I want to bring the kids, I want to bring the kids like,
1: right, I, Mm -hmm. you
0: know, there's been times where I've had, uh, you know, my daughter, Olivia, and I may have to go check on the job site on the weekend. Now, when I was working for folks, I would never do that uh but doing my own thing like I'm gonna bring her with me and you know she asks questions and now she's you know she notices things cranes around town is like what are they you know she'll see a crane like what are they building yeah. over there daddy and so it's like
2: mm-hmm. I think it's
0: important to kind of expose our, our little ones to what we're doing because when they get older like they may you know it's just kind of innately built into them to where they're like I'm gonna do this and not even think about it whereas like it took me Probably thirty five years for me to just say like, oh, I'm gonna do my own business, you know. Yes. (laughs) So I think that's huge, bro. No, I think there's some privileges that we don't really realize because we're just grinding it out, and there's like just the fact is like, oh, I'm gonna take the kid with me Mm because yeah, most people cannot do that.
2: Right. Right.
0: Um. So we're at about fifty five minutes. I have like maybe one or two questions, and we don't want to keep y'all all day. Um, you know, what you know, we we're just talking about just the entrepreneur, like what like what's that life been like for you now? Obviously, you know, you, you still you're you're doing kind of the day stuff and you have this and brewing this up on the side, kind of pun intended. Um, but you know, what's it like to be business owners, you know? And mm-hmm. and uh you know, in partnership, you know, with not only your life partner, your your but also business like partners. and business partner. You know, yeah
2: i mean it's a different level of dedication it's um i mean it's two twofold because it's like on, on one side it's like well hey i'm not having to like you know share the profits or give the profits to somebody else yeah. or whatever like it's ours it's our baby um but then also at the same time it's like there's nobody to pass it on to or to, <laughs> <laughs> you know to say oh man maybe so and so will cover for me and yeah do you know we are the only one right. so um, so yeah, I mean it's it's having something that's our own. Um, you know, we also still need to take breaks from it because you know, we we have found that it can be consuming in some ways. So take for example like Teo's birthday was recently and
0: happy um, birthday, brother. <laughs> Thank you.
2: It was um on Wednesday. And so, you know, we had like a dinner in the house and We did listen to the playlist, but it was, it was like a,
4: it
2: was was one of the playlists we're working on that hasn't been released yet. So, but we were, you know, able to just kind of like vibe to that. We didn't think about coffee. We didn't, you know, like worry about the business and, you know, you have to kind of take those breaks from planning and strategizing and everything for your own mental sanity. So yeah. Yeah,
3: And then, I mean, I I would say, like, kind of part of my personality is I'm always trying to, like, you know, bust through stereotypes Mm. or perceptions and stuff. So, you know, I really embrace this challenge because I really wanted to show that you can be at this stage in our life where you have, like, a job, kids, and still take some risks and still Mm. kind of, you know, it's never too late to, like, you know, want to get into your own, you know, do your own business or whatever. And so um, I was really, really, uh, you know, excited about that challenge. And then, you know, making it happen and like maybe creating something viable. And and, and also going into a, a lane that is totally untraditional and totally not expected from, you know, person you know people that look like me black guys yes, like right. there's kind of thing so really just really leaning into like something that's like super or very unique and and un, uh, uncharted um to a degree um and then proving that it can be done um, mm. And maybe hopefully you know um through our successes or our failures or what have you um that may come you know expire and at least inspires others to you know to the degree that they can see that you know they could do it too
4: mm-hmm. um,
3: so yeah man um i think yeah. you know, like from a like at a point in our lives i think this is like perfect point to to do this um you know definitely something that has kind of you know added a a, a new dynamic to our relationship mm-hmm. um we've been partners on all other different levels. And now we're like partners on, like, a, you know, now she can kind of see how I operate, like from a work style right. perspective yeah. as well as how she right. So learning, you know, learning that dynamic, like, yeah. you know, no, right. so, um, nah, it's been interesting. Um, it's been a challenge, a healthy challenge, mm. uh, stressful, but, you know, um, been embracing that as well. Um, some pressure, embracing that, yeah. you know say pressure is a privilege so like just kind of you know <laughs> like taking that. that and embracing that as well man and um and yeah man just kind of seeing where this takes us
4: yeah
1: that's so um man, like all that all that was is awesome i feel like i feel like i, I like that was just that was everything i wanted to hear right there uh, i i was curious though like with with y'all being able to um because you, you mentioned sometimes you need you need some breaks it's just like uh like this past wednesday you said you didn't like think about it at all or you didn't do anything for it how do you know when to turn on turn off because i feel like at least for at least as a business owner right now i'm always on i'm on, always on i'm always on and like it's not not one second i'm not on <laughs> and um, and it's hard to hard to um turn off when you know it, it, i don't know if that makes sense but it's hard to turn off when I, when I need to and uh especially when i'm like like just sitting down with my wife i'm like just thinking about like oh oh you should you should saw what happened with this earlier or look at this <laughs> happened earlier like i'm always that's all i'm talking about and, I, and for me i love talking about business too um so i just i get juiced up by it so it just it's even harder for me to turn it off does that make sense
3: yeah, I think um, I think I guess kind of funny story is like I feel like you know for me I have to throw these like subliminal messages to Kenzel or at least kind of like these passive aggressive like, <laughs> like yo like you know can can we start the day off with like a good morning first. <laughs> <laughs> like doing exactly. first, like you just like diving right into like this will, business operations like, <laughs> we got
2: to get to the post office <laughs> don't forget you got two honduras uh, <laughs> and i'm like i'll wake up in the morning
3: like instantly. i was like i was your business partner i was your husband so you need to take that person coming at me like on some goddamn
0: demand <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, <I'm> <laughs> that's good it's good we um, curse Oh, yeah, no, we're we good. We're
2: good. Uh, <laughs> he's right, and I—I feel like I, I try to take those points of feedback. I mean, uh, being so on. So you're I more
1: on. Like, you're more on than he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. I
1: mean, that makes yeah. sense. It makes sense, though, because like the when you say CEO, COO, the CEO is more. And the and the CEO is more the exit like the, the executor. Yeah. Right. If you're trying to execute things, you're like, right. man, you're always trying to figure out ways to execute it. When the idea person's just like, I just need to take some time to think about the next it's idea. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know how I'm gonna make it work. You know. Right. that makes sense but yeah, it's sense. so
2: much he doesn't think about like literally he'll go to walk out the door get ready to roast and he'll say like wait tell me what i gotta roast today again because mm-hmm. it's like if i'm the one looking at the orders and trying to then figure out well what does that mean he needs to roast and how much of it and mm-hmm. whatever but like you know so it's i mean it's definitely that that partnership but then i do feel like a lot of that behind the scenes stuff like my head's always like churning to of like what do we need to do thinking about yeah. this having all that together and so,
3: so yeah. she's like what do we need to do i'm like kind of like what do we need to create or how do we need to like kind yeah. of you know, kind of create or evolve so yeah if
2: i in another way if i had to explain it is i'm thinking a day ahead a week ahead mm. and thinking next year five years from now yeah. right? mm. which i think is good balance it's good but balance sure like we got stuff to do yeah. today. I can't talk to you about like what, like
4: yeah. what
2: ideas you have about some new t-shirt or something that we could. Do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like new how much do content. we have in yeah. inventory today? Because we need. You know, it's like I'm all like today, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. like right now. But
1: you need you need both of the, need both that. of those to like. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Also, Y'all have Ooh, that. I mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a brand uh, you know like uh, a <laughs> well, mug would be good actually that's, that's actually yeah
3: really no funny. check out uh, i think chris you saw the uh we're gonna we got some mugs launches, uh, launches okay
0: really, okay
3: super
0: dope i definitely <laughs> i feel like i'm definitely i'm like to and Catherine is like you kenzo i'm always like out just same gonna like all right i gotta get you know this is i'm cooking up this and con- conceptualizing and dreaming about certain things and kind of like all right we got this dude blah blah blah, blah, blah. oh that's oh, nice sneak peek over there, here so i like that we're, we're yeah getting. not
2: even on the site yet for sale so yeah oh
1: man we're getting a sneak so peek on the show like
2: i like it i and thinking about the next design concept i'm like all right, how much do we have in inventory? I need to create a new product variant on the shop for five yeah. We need, yeah. to, you know, like it's like that is, yeah. But, but it's, it's, a, details a, behind it. it's definitely
0: a perfect marriage because you have to have that, that mind kind of like, especially owning, running a small business because you have to wear a lot of those hats. You have to be able right. to kind of say like, all right, this is what I want to do as a concept and execute it and like actually yeah. bring it to market. Um, one of the, just while you are, we're talking about this, um, the, you know, this would probably be my last question. Um, so much, you know, my experience starting and operating my business, like I, I, and you hear this a lot. Um, it's like your baby, you know, it's like a child. Um, you're trying to, you know, nurture this thing and, 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 and take care of it and, uh, and have it grow up without killing itself. Like how much do you think you you being parents first, um, kind of helped you out with this business venture and Mm. then having this new baby.
2: Oh yeah. I think it, um, (laughs) collaborating as parents to raise a human being is definitely preparation for nurturing a business. business, Um, I mean, because you, you, there are certain ways and styles of parenting and discipline Mm. and, you know, all that sort of thing that goes into child rearing that doesn't show itself, you know, until you kind of go down that that path. Mm. And so I think, um, you know, we definitely had conversations that we didn't have prior to having kids that we did after kids. And so, um, you know, you just learn a little bit more about your partner. And so um, I think that that definitely helped us to learn a bit more about each other and really um, carried over into the business. Yeah, yeah. And,
3: now, I would think I would even take it a step further. Like you know, this feels like a, again like a natural stepping stone. So like first starting, you know, in a marriage, learning like you know things like compromise and communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like she mentioned, like having kids and learning how to like nurture and develop something and not point fingers or something, <laughs> like, you know, All stuff right. like that. Yeah. And then now like translating, translating that into you know starting and growing a, a business, which definitely feels like our third child
4: yeah
3: yeah yeah, no it all kind of the dots all like connected in that way and i think we've been able to have some early early on success um because of you know the trials tribulations successes and highlights of you know our you know 10 years 10 plus years of of being together and, and 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 nurturing kids together and doing almost everything.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. When I met, so I met um, one of Tio's uncles who, um, soon after we got married, or maybe it was right before we got married, but anyway, he was like, "Now you know, you're not really married until you have kids. And I remember kind of laughing it off, like, Mm. what? And we stayed man, we were married for like five years um, until we started having kids, but I... I I got what he was saying after, oh, after the kids came. You got me like, nervous yeah, it now. Gets real. <laughs> you got me nervous now. Real, but in a good way. I think like you know, you know, some some people. I don't know. Maybe it, it causes much more challenges. But I think for those who are able to kind of thrive and build together, I know we grew a lot, like individually and together
4: after mm. being in parents. Yeah. And, yeah, I would so like, I guess I, I guess just Uncle. as a personal
1: question, would you say it's just the first one or like like just any of them?
2: I think it's just the I think it's the first one. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah.
4: okay. And
2: after the second one, you're almost like, oh, we've been down this road. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much of like you know, yeah. It's like that first okay. one. That's like the steepest learning curve. Yeah, yeah. That first <laughs> one,
4: that
2: learning
1: curve on the first one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got you, got you. So, um. My last question um, would be, what is your? Or or I'm not sure if y'all had discussed it together, and I'm assuming y'all did. But uh, what's y'all's end goal with uh, with the company? Um, I know it's real early on right now, but I mean, I mean, it sounds like Theo's probably already thinking about 20 years from now. So, yeah, I mean, like what we
2: we were talking in the car on the way here, here because one of the things we realized, like. People always told us, get, a, get a, a roaster machine that's, like, a step above where you expect to be because yeah. you're going to grow, you're going to expand.
4: Mm-hmm. We
2: thought we did that, and yet we're still, like, man, do we need a yeah. bigger roaster? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, And so, yeah, it's one of those things where – but I'm, I'm a much more conservative type where I'm like, no, we're going to manage with the equipment and everything we have now until it gets to that point, but um, – I think really long term, we we always bounce around the idea of having a cafe that has in-house roasting and so mm-hmm. over the roasting um, into a coffee shop experience that's really far down the line. I like that. Um, that's like yeah, a microbrewery
0: type situation. Yeah. yeah. I, like, yeah. That. Yeah. I so like
2: that. You can see the yeah. roaster and see the roasting and everything happening. I too. like that.
0: Yeah. I like that. smell
2: the roast you know
0: anyway that would be awesome
2: and hear the jazz playing and um,
0: Mm.
2: all of that yeah but um so that's something i think long term um that's awesome you know we definitely we don't we don't want to be a starbucks we don't want to be like on a grocery store shelves we don't want to be like doing that kind of you want
1: to be more exclusive
3: I won't use that word exclusive, oh. but, um, we just, we, we have some certain core values that mm-hmm. if we started to get in more into like mass commercial scale, um, mm-hmm. we kind of lose some of those values. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to just kind of identify our lane, grow within that lane, but not become too big that, you know, we start kind of, it, it loses the, the, the spirit,
4: you know, yeah. um, that, that makes, makes sense. sense, and I feel
0: like that also contributes to just like what I was tasting when I tasted the coffee. I feel like just some of the coffee I've had in the past that it is so widely available that like some of that attention to the crafting just gets yeah. goes Literally. out the window. Yeah. You know, the attention yeah. to your detail. That um, makes sense. So yeah, no, I, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. After you know having some of y'all's coffee. Yeah. Which we'll we will be getting more, by the way. <laughs> well, um, Tio and Kenzo, we definitely appreciate y'all being on the show. And, yeah, um, sure, thanks for having me. No problem sharing y'all's um, you know y'all's experience experience and uh, just your business and uh, just y'all's time. Uh, for anybody who is curious to find y'all or business or anything, you know where where y'all at on the on the interwebs.
2: Um, you can go to threekeyscoffee.com, so that's all spelled out, T-H-R-E-E-K-E-Y-S, coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Um, we also, uh, primarily on social media, have a presence on Instagram, but we also do have a Facebook page as well. Same thing, Three Keys Coffee.
3: Nice. Yeah, and if you're in Houston, you can find us at a Retrospect Coffee Bar as well as Fix coffee, coffee Bar.
2: bar. Yep.
0: Nice. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we appreciate y'all.
2: Thank you. Likewise. Thank likewise. You. All right.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Levels, the podcast. Hey, Rue. Where can they find us, man? People can find us on Facebook.com
1: slash Levels.podcast. And that's going to be LVLS.podcast. Or Instagram at Levels underscore podcast, and that is LVLS underscore podcast. Follow, like,
0: share. You can also shoot us an email at levels.podcast at gmail.com. That is LVLS.podcast at gmail.com.